0: What's going on, everybody? This is the Spawn On Me cast. This is episode 13. This is your boy Khalif Adams with the man, the best host when Khalif isn't here and when he is here, Cicero Holmes from Bracago. What's going on, Cicero? How you doing?
1: What's happening, man? Listen, you know, we come together once, we break apart again. I went Buck effing Wild last week. It was a great time, but man, I'm glad to have you back.
0: I want I want to thank you because you did an amazing job. We had such great hosts. Um, God, man, who like everybody who was on the show was amazing. Ernie, yeah, like Ernie Hudson. Who else? Ernie who, Hudson. Else? who else? Tony Todd. Tony Todd, good friend. Tony Todd. Tony Todd was and, on the show. Uh, you had, yeah, you had... Natasha
1: Womack, Kari Randolph, Amelia Lopez, Terry Huddleston, Karan Grant. Uh, and Christina Barr of Ninja Dust Publishing, man, it was it was a a blast, a blast, it and the like, response has been really, really great.
0: It sounded like you had a lot of fun. C two e two sounds like it was a, a major success for you.
1: I did, I did. It it, it was a major success. Um, and a, in addition to that, not only did I get to speak to those people, but there were some people uh, behind the scenes that I was able to speak to. That uh, you know, hopefully, we'll be able to get on the show really, really soon um look for some more surprises people
0: that's dope very very dope very very dope um this episode is actually going to be really special because first of all we have some awesome super dope guests um out of the way from beantown yes Town. um yeah. so we're gonna talk to them and then we're gonna do our rundown and actually have our first guest uh influenced rundown breakdown uh and we're gonna chat with them about all that stuff right
1: yes yes we yes we will we'll we'll talk to them about uh packing the cat and, and have it yet <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know and and how the yankees are the greatest baseball team of all time
0: oh wow you went there that early i, show, I did huh? i did already already wow, no done yet reasons. or what can we uh, talk about some? Yeah. <laughs> That was some without no. Without
1: further ado. <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously, without further ado. We met I met these these cats uh at the New York Games Forum demo night. Um they had some amazing amazing energy. Um I rolled up on them cuz they had the biggest television I've seen at a demo night ever. And uh one of the best games I see I've seen at a demo night. Uh I want to introduce to you guys the trio from Decoy Games. Can you guys introduce yourselves, please?
2: yes sir this is ahmed abdullah co-founder of decoy games and uh shout outs to rena center for that <laughs> TV. um it came back safely if everyone was wondering it's back in their hands
0: nice
3: i am khalil Della, his brother also co-founder of decoy
4: games and uh, since we're going from ugliest to most handsome, this is uh, Chris. This is the lead artist of Decoy Games, uh, straight out of Boston. So thanks for having us tonight, guys. We really appreciate it.
0: Nah, man, we're really excited to have you guys it's on. Our pleasure, definitely. Seriously, we were super happy to have you guys on. As soon as, as soon as I played the game, I said we got to have you guys on because the one the energy was like amazing from you guys. Plus, you guys had basically the longest line of the demo night because people were like clamoring and smacking little kids in the face to get to the game <laughs> that's
2: when, when kids are getting smacked in the face we know we reach the level of where we need to be I was like i made
0: it man! i made it I, that, is, that is like the, that's the tipping point in indie development is when little kids are getting smacked to get to your absolutely game game.
1: <laughs> sexual chocolate
0: <laughs> <laughs> word word um so can you guys talk about what your game is, what the name of your game is, because I know what it is, but the folks who are listening may not yet, although they probably heard it on the episode that I talked about you guys. But uh, if you can just run down what the game is and the name and, uh, and some some cool behind the scene facts, whenever you get to that point, we'll, we'll get into it. Cole, you want to kick it off?
3: I got it. The game that we made is Swim Sanity. It's a four player underwater brawler. Um, basically, you play as this character. He's called Amuba. He's an aquatic soldier. And you can play with up to four different player, four players in the game, right? So what we did is we separated our brawler into two different game mode sets. You, had, you can either play as an alliance, it's called alliance mode, where it's all cooperative game modes. Or you can play in the defiance, where you're playing against each other in competitive game modes. And uh, we actually were showing off a free demo that's currently online, which you can go download at decoygames.com. Um, this, mode has, this demo has two different uh, game modes in both alliance and defiance. And Alliance will be able to play our survival mode, which is kind of like our horde mode, where you fight oncoming waves of enemies. And you also have your chase mode, which is kind of like our, I'd say our sexiest mode right now.
5: Mm. Where
3: you're trying to get to the end of the, the level, and while you're trying to run and to get to the end of the level, you're running away from this humongous whale. And uh, also fighting oncoming enemies as well. And then in our uh, Defiance modes, our competitive modes, we have uh, Last Muba Standing, which is like your deathmatch mode. So basically everyone gets five lives each, and the last one standing wins. And uh, we also have Double Rush, which is kind of like Capture the Flag. Um, and the game is really cool. So, I mean, like, the core of the game starts from, as I said, you're playing this guy, and he's a, he's called Muba, an aquatic soldier. And anytime you do damage in this game, your unleash bar grows. And once your, unle- once your unleash bar is full, you can unleash from Sanity. And the, we have, like, 15 different ones in the end of the game. In the demo, there's, like, six. These at least some sanity moves range from, like, riding a humongous shark across the screen or becoming a piranha or freezing everybody in the game. And it's basically, like, you're just trying to cause as much insanity or swim sanity as possible.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, he yeah. went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say TM after that. This message right. was brought to you by Decoy Games.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
1: You guys apparently have the same marketing team that uh, came from Frostbite and EA with Levolution.
2: Honestly, we, we, we actually probably... taught them everything. Uh, yeah, all right. All right. Right they, on. Uh, we, they're actually going to tell some more stuff they're going to bring up during E3, so we'll just keep that on the DL for now. But uh, just remember where it came from, guys. Decor. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: we try to come up with a, a cornier line every single time we talk about the game. So <laughs> <laughs> let's see what we can do
4: there. I'll be the legal disclaimer of the team. That's a lie. So we're <laughs> yeah, at the, uh, we're perfectly content with where we're at.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. You've definitely come to the right show. I am the king of bad puns, biggie pun, as, yeah, as it were. So
0: that is absolutely true. Um, can you can you give us? I want to know where Decoy Games started. Where, where, what was the origin story for the company?
2: Uh, my mom's womb. Uh, (laughs) going way back (laughs) it really did, it started way way back Uh, I mean so me and my brother we've always been kind of these little nerds growing up and we always had our imaginary worlds and put together these paper prototype games so we were always into games Um, but it started really in college Uh, my brother he took up computer science and I was a baby of the family so I just follow whatever he does so I was like all right, I'm going to do computer science too Um, so Khalil started this game called Swim Sanity, starring Muba Diver the Scuba Diver. <laughs> and uh, it basically was a game where you're just little scuba diver, and you're picking up gold, bringing it up back of your boat. And uh, it came kind of a hit in his class, and then he took it to another level, tried to make it online multiplayer. So then he put two people in there, and they're using these little corny harpoon guns. And the, the art was just terrible. Kalil can't drop it. Was like. <laughs> so they're just shooting each other. And it, it was super fun, though. And I always used to play it. And uh, coming out of college, I kind of started searching around. X and A at the time was, was pretty big. And, and we are like, oh, you know, we can, we can actually build games. Like, we could build console games. And he was like, all right, let's do this. So I might as well just start off with some sanity. We got something there. But we knew we needed to take it to a whole new level. So uh, we knew we had to make it four-player. And the game just grew. I mean, it started off with these four guys that were just way too big for the screen. They were shooting each other. Uh, you only could pick up, like, one shot at a time. And then too many fish were crowding the screen. And then we just we kind of fixed it and brought in Chris. Chris came in and made the game look super-duper pretty. And uh, so pretty. It just it just started from... Just some guy picking up gold to what it is now. I I can't even say exactly what the steps were because we just wanted to add so much crazy things to it, and it all just kind of came together. But yeah. uh,
0: No, that's awesome. It's it's It was, again, one of the games when I came out of that demo night, it, it stuck with me because of just how how frenzied everything was and just how many people, when they walked away from the game, they had a huge smile on their face. Um, the art style was one other thing that I saw and came away from. And I know I spoke to you about, um, in the, uh, character select screen, there was this big, uh, diagram of a controller. And I, I said, who did the controller art? Because the controller art was dope. I was like, I catch small things like that because I just love aesthetically pleasing things. And it, it, I came away from it, I was like, that's, it's small details like that that show people are uh, really invested in their art, invested in the game, and conveying certain things in a way to the player that makes them feel um, more at home and connected to the game and a developer. Um, I know that's your line of work, Chris, so can you go into a little bit of that?
4: Yeah, yeah, I sincerely appreciate that first and foremost, man. Uh, to be honest, I guess my style kind of started uh, as a kid. I had, uh, I had a couple of older cousins that lived on the same street as me and... A lot like with Ahmed and Khalil, kind of following one another, it was uh, that's kind of why I took after was my cousins, and they were always like nasty at drawing. Well, that was like in the eighth grade for them, and I just uh, I actually just ended up surpassing them. I feel and drawing kind of became like the talent that I was really into. So a lot of my style actually started to come from kind of looking at graffiti and stuff online, and uh, I think once I kind of got into this whole digital art thing. Um, I don't know. You, you see a lot of those elements kind of integrate into what we put into this game, I think, especially if you're somebody that's kind of uh, interested in that style, that street style, I guess I would like to call it. So but, Chris, um, is being,
2: he's being nice right now. There's, yeah, he's being couple, really nice. A couple things <laughs> right now I'm about to tell you about Chris. First of all, Chris had zero digital art experience before he on this project. He did not know how to draw on a computer.
0: Wow, that's crazy. Wow. I,
2: yeah. I know I know Chris since I was about five and uh, I knew he always was a nasty artist with his graffiti. And I know just, we like, all right, if we can get someone that has a great imagination that knows how to draw, we can teach them how to use the tools. So we taught him how to use the tools. And uh, like any normal artist would probably do, they would usually use like a tablet or something to draw, you know, not not a trackpad. So all the art you see in some Sandy right now, if you have a Mac in front of you and you see that trackpad, Chris does all his art
0: with a trackpad. Get the hell. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I,
4: yeah. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> bit
0: funky, I
4: guess. I mean to be honest we we probably would prefer to you know not to be that way so i could do things a little bit faster but uh how are you not w-
0: doing the nae dance every day of your life hey like, yo.
4: man oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well one because i'm white and can't do the nae dance <laughs> and, uh, and two, <laughs> no and two honestly because uh if anything if i if i got anything from my parents as far as art was concerned my father's actually an incredibly talented carpenter and just uh he kind of really always taught me about putting quality and a lot of heart and soul into whatever it is that you're producing. I feel like I just yeah. get the best oh. feel for my artwork with that trackpad. Uh, every single line is is just a click and pull and and let go. It's like so. I've I've really I feel like I've custom crafted every single piece of Swim Sanity as far as. From a visual standpoint, I just feel like I get a better grasp on what I'm trying to deliver at the moment. My, my, you know, my skills have definitely increased since since we started this project, and I do feel like, you know, now I could definitely run wild with a tablet and things like that. But uh, we actually kind of came to an agreement that we weren't even going to try and pursue moving to other programs and whatnot until this initial title was over, just because we feel like we've developed such a unique style with this approach, and it's like to me, if, if it's not broken, why fix it? You know? Totally. But uh, yeah, so it is. It's all frame by frame animation. It's uh, it's all done on a trackpad, and all of the illustrating is actually done right in Flash because I just feel way more comfortable with uh, with the actual like interface and stuff that's within that program. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it really doesn't go much beyond that in terms of in terms of the technique.
0: I mean, the, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris.
3: One of the oh. funniest moments this is actually Khalil. Cool, one of the funniest moments, and I think D. Williams' history was that. Uh, when we decided to bring Chris on, and uh, we invited him out to IHOP, which, like, like, IHOP's become, like, our our meeting day because of this day. And we we had to convince Chris that, you know, we want to make games full-time, Chris being a guy who's never really been in, like, digital art and stuff like that. And, you know, like, just a look on his face of, like, all right, what what are you guys talking about was really funny that day. Because, you know, he was, like, working at a bank and, you know, was trying to, like, find his way after college and stuff like that.
4: if you guys want to go a little bit more into that side of the story, I guess I can kind of bring some light to where, you know, at least my portion of Deco- Decoy Games came from was uh, I was actually uh, on vacation. I was out with uh, like one of my closest friends out in Maine and uh, I'm working, like they said, at a bank full time customer service and it wasn't that there was anything necessarily too wrong with the job. It just felt like I wasn't utilizing my degree. And I just kind of, I was starting to get bored. Right. I just felt like I was kind of capable of more stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm on vacation and I'm literally complaining to this kid's parents about how much I just like can't stand finally being an adult and working 40 hours a week and stuff like that. And they're, they're kind of looking at me like I'm on crack cause they've been, <laughs> but, uh, we, we get done with the conversation. I get a phone call from Ahmed a couple minutes later and he's just like, Hey, listen, uh, if I can get you uh, an interview for a job out in Boston, he's like, and we could really start to go to work on this video game. He's like, what do you think? I was like, well, what's the job? And then kind of before he could even answer, I was like, you know what, man, forget it. Just give me the interview. Let's do something, right? Let's change it up. So, you know, within a short period of time, it was like kind of, I think like a two week period. I came home from vacation, bing, bang, boom. And I was uh, living out in Boston and we've just been kind of grinding away at this thing ever since. But, uh, that day at IHOP was uh, it was a real eye opener for me because I really didn't never foresaw it getting to the level that it got to and I feel like just the more and more that we work as a team it's like we've just really developed a pretty cool story about where this whole development process has come from and it's such a learning experience it's such a blessing to work with two of your close friends you know
1: yeah that's that's amazing.
0: That's pretty dope. I mean, that's yes, so we've yes, learned, yes. folks, that if you want to start a development team and a video game company, you have to get everyone a Rudy two D fresh and fruity <laughs> <meal> <laughs> from, from <laughs> IHOP. That's yeah, correct. I was actually
4: dialed in with the meat lovers omelet. If y'all are really wanting,
0: to know. <laughs> oh well, there you go, there you go. I was ready. Uh, butterscotch syrup, not the FTW. Fake, fake chicken, chicken <laughs> and waffles. <laughs> I'm not going to start that beef. That's a whole other beef. That's a whole whole other fight. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a a great story. That's totally an awesome story because it shows a lot of just like, you know, where people meet, how they they link up and they have similar interests and they pull things together. And the art part, I'm really, really just like taken aback by that because if you've seen the art in the game, it's one of those things where. It's multi-layered. The shading on everything is really, really precise. Um, the, the I don't know. It's weird. It's small things in the, again in the art that I really appreciate. And you, you guys have done an amazing job both artistically and gameplay-wise to bring Swim Sanity to life. Um, I'm a big twin-stick shooter fan, so having having a multiplayer game like this hopefully come to market soon uh, is going to be exciting for everybody involved. Um, I know you guys are also. Um, raising some funds for Swim Sanity. Uh, can you go into that? Yeah, we uh oh, man.
3: started a Kickstarter. Uh, pretty shortly after Pax, and we're basically—I mean, it's a pretty uh small goal of forty thousand in about a month or so. But we're actually not even really focused on the financials of it. Um, one thing that we're doing really differently from other Kickstarters is all of our stretch goals are backer based because what we're trying mm-hmm. to do is really build a community, like a strong community behind us. Right. Um, we're just trying to spread the word of Swim Sanity as much as possible. We feel like if we make game that we know we can make and we have the people to play it right we feel like the financials will come later so we're not even really like that that's not really one of our focuses our focus is like making the best game possible and getting it out to as many people possible so um you know if you if you guys can go to our kickstarter and you know anything that you can give it really it doesn't have to be that much we're just really looking for the numbers um really any help that we can get is is really well appreciated and like i said t- tell your friends about some sandy if you enjoy it free demo online you know everyone can afford free <laughs> so go, on and down, go on and download the demo um give it a shot so i guarantee it'll be a lot of fun if not if you don't enjoy it i can give you chris's address
4: and you can take it out on him <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I definitely would suggest actually too if uh once you do download that demo you know try and sit with a couple of friends because the one focus that we really had with this game is trying to bring, bring back that whole party feel of retro video games where everybody used to kind of sit on a couch or bunk beds whatever it was that you were growing up on during the 90s and just kind of sit there with a couple friends for some hours and rip um it, it definitely has has the capability and fun to support a single player experience but we you know we're, we're guys that love to trash talk and compete so what's better than sitting down with a couple of friends and kind of going at this game you know Absolutely. what's the tag what's the tagline off man what does some sandy do It
2: brings oh, yeah. families together
0: <laughs> that was the worst delivery on a, a tagline I've heard An-
4: Andy, Andy, messed it up you sound like KG after they win a championship boxing <laughs> yeah. off the line. but fantasy <laughs> actually saves families is what we've said that it does we've had a couple of times just where fathers can sit down with their sons and feel like they're wow. not getting absolutely trounced so you know it's, it's kind of a joke with just within the team but in reality it's like we really have built a game that's kind of a cool for all ages um the controls are simple but uh b it's a, it's also cool for all levels of gamers right like you can very easily sit down as a casual gamer and just kind of enjoy the look of the game and the feel of the game know that you're actually contributing but at the same time it has enough uh capabilities where where a hardcore gamer can really pick it up and start to master all the different assets that we've provided and really become kind of dominant like myself in comparison to khalil and
0: that. damn he <laughs> laid the gauntlet down and was like y'all suck
3: <laughs> he actually means it the other way because he's he knows he's a lot worse than both of us
4: <laughs> yeah they, they're not lying actually
0: <laughs> I mean that was that was a, a takeaway I, I had from the event was that it didn't really matter who started to play the game it was again like you said multiple ages multiple skill levels and everyone again came away from from playing with a big smile on their face um, what was what were some of the influences that you guys had um, not just even making some sanity but just even when you thought about developing games in general
3: um, so I mean, growing up, we always like me and my brother always used to play just like regular party games. And we used to play like my mom actually used to play Bomberman with us. I don't know if you guys have ever played that before. Oh, yeah. But it's, uh, yeah. It's just a, a yeah. crazy fun party game that you just play forever and ever. There's no actual story or anything like that. And then even as we like matured as gamers, we went from like Mario Party to, you know, uh, I mean, like what else? What, what other like Perfect Dark, GoldenEye. And we've always just been like the sit down kind of objective-based party games all the time. So I always have wanted to create a game like that where it has some, like, base foundation, and I could just change the objectives, and you kind of, you know, it's an easy transition from objective to objective. So um, that was really a lot of my inspiration. Um, Direct inspiration as far as some sanity, Uh, there's, like, an unknown game that was on Game Boy called uh, Mario Game & Watch Gallery.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do remember that, actually.
3: (laughs) So it had a bunch of, like, small arcade games in there. But one of the arcade games was called, like, Octopus or something like that. And in this game, you played Mario, and he used to go down to the bottom of the ocean and get gold, while, like, the octopuses, technicals used to come and try to, like, grab him or something like that. Really incredibly simple. But, I mean, you know, once you add three different players to it and guns and super power-ups, it's some sanity, so... (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's awesome that is very 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 dope can we
2: go back to our mom playing barman by the way she was ridiculously good at that (laughs) and she acted (laughs) like she wasn't yeah, so, yeah. My our mom's Jamaican, so she just plays. She's like, "I'm gonna drop tree bombs here, <laughs> everybody up." She's like, "I know what I'm doing," and she's killing everybody. <laughs> shout out to my mom, by the way.
0: I love it.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Shout out to his mom, man. Yeah, she's a wonderful person. I love even just hearing stories about her.
0: To be honest,
1: that's actually <laughs> pretty damn awesome. <laughs> Oh, Get your man. mom on the show.
0: Word, we gotta, we gotta, <laughs> you guys, you guys have to at least drop a, a, a credit in the in the, in the game credits at some point, right? right. Oh, yep. don't don't worry. The mamas will be taken
4: care of as far as ours are concerned. We're, you're talking to three very very uh, family oriented men for sure. So uh, yeah, right. definitely yeah. no no worries with that.
0: That's totally dope. Yeah. Um, and you guys have decided that I remember seeing in the Kickstarter that you wanted to go multi platform. And can you let folks know which platforms those are?
2: So right now we are shooting for our homes, don't lose yourself over this. Linux. It will be on.
0: <laughs> oh why?
3: Why go to the
0: why go to the slums? Just
3: start from the bottom and move up. Damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's started from Linux, day. now we're here. <laughs> I got stabbed in a Linux spot once.
2: <laughs> um so yeah, so Windows, Mac, uh, so it's gonna be actually powered by Unity. So we're also shooting for the Sony console, so we're shooting for PS3, PS4, and, uh, and Vita, for all you Vita fans out there. We're shooting for that. Word. So, I mean, our goal is to have a pretty sweet cross-platform experience. I mean, in the end, we want it to be on every platform we can. We'll definitely do what's in our power. But, I mean, if anything that has a dual stick, i love some sand to be played on. So I'd say our ultimate goal is to make it you know, across all platforms, but we're going to start off with those and and see where we can get
3: to. Uh,
1: here's here's a question, uh, just based on something that you that you asked. Maybe you can help educate me and and help help educate our listeners. So you were saying that you were using uh, the Unity engine to run it, and and as a result of using Unity, it's easier to put it on the PlayStation. Why is it so difficult to get Unity to play nice with the Xbox, or is it some other political thing that keeps you from from having Xbox as a list of, as as you know one of the possible uh, consoles,
2: so it is not a technical blocker. It's yeah. not a technical blocker at all. Um, so right now with the Xbox ID program, um, right. any developer can go in and sign up. However, it's a program that is just getting started. Um, so right now, they made it pretty clear that really opening the doors to Either developers that they worked with in the past, or developers that have released titles. Mm-hmm. So, okay. unfortunately for us, you know, we're new to the industry. Right. We, you know, we feel like we have the, you know, technical excellence to be, you know, to compete in the industry. You know, we still don't have, I guess, the credentials as far as releasing previous games. So, um, would we love to go on Xbox ID? We absolutely would. Mm-hmm. But um, at the moment, it it kind of has that blocker as far as you know they're they're definitely not opening up to everyone right now. I do think they'll improve that. I do think they'll open up to more people. There are other little rules that kind of push developers away. For me, right. I actually all the rules they had don't bother me personally okay. too much.
1: The um, the same day right, right. the that's, same day publishing thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. People talk about that one a lot. Um, that doesn't. I mean, I understand where they're coming from. For me personally, I don't. I was. It doesn't bother me too much. But ours, trust. If, if Xbox called me tomorrow, we'd be like, "We're on there, and we'll make it happen."
1: Just so, tell them. Tell them we sent you.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> that's be the sure. quickest way to get hung up on. Thanks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, hello, Stubby. <laughs> <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, no. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. That's good to know. That's like some good inside baseball too. Because a lot, yeah. of, I think a lot of people, especially that, what I took away from the demo night again was just how many people are trying to move their stuff to Unity and because of that ease of, of being able to go multi, multi-platform. Um, and I think that a lot of people, when they think about the Microsoft um, Microsoft uh, platform this time, they're kind of trying to figure out exactly what they can can and cannot do. So I think that's kind of important as well.
2: Yeah, I think in this industry trying to get in, at, I mean, you kind of do have to have a little bit of luck as far as who you meet. I mean, we were able to meet Son and Sony, So that kind of gave us confidence that we'll be able to be on that platform. Like we feel like we're gonna, we're very confident we'll be able to get on there. Um, I'm sure if maybe someone from Microsoft passed our booth at PAX East, you know, we might be saying something different. So it's just, it's just a matter of, you know, who you meet at the right time. And it's, you just gotta be ready. You gotta be ready if you wanna get into this industry, so
4: yeah if anybody from any platform is listening to this though i mean we're <laughs> right. definitely like we said we are we're open to everything
2: i mean yeah we're, man it's, Nintendo, it's kind of in a
4: beautiful yeah. place though where we're you know we have the flexibility to kind of uh, you know maybe seize a couple of different opportunities because at the end of the day the main goal is get swim sanity in as many hands as possible right and Absolutely. Uh, just just like my teammates are saying and that means you know beyond the states it's like whatever the global market wants uh, anything it's like we're just trying to get it out there so as many people can download and play this thing as possible
0: that's right. dope. We're, and All we're right. going to try to help as much as we possibly can, you know, share the show and, and, and shout you out and tweet the hell out of, I had someone hit me up the other day. Cause we just had, we just uh, had talked to um, Sean Alexander Allen as well, because he just got his uh, Kickstarter funded and uh, they were like, you guys tweet a lot about people's kickstarters. I was like, you damn right.
1: That's awesome.
0: I said, I said, we have another one coming two on Monday and tomorrow. Right. So right. we're going to tweet you guys out and, and see if we can get some 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 push going towards your Kickstarter and some you know help to grow your community in some in some form or fashion. That would be dope. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, because we. Well, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Sir. Oh no, no. I was just going to say, when when did the uh, Kickstarter start?
3: So the weekend uh, of PAX East, so I'd say like 15 days ago.
1: There's about okay. 13 days left. so we're okay, actually so we're right back in end. the middle. Okay. Right. As of uh, when this airs, because we, uh, you know, a little behind the curtain, we record on Thursdays, but we post on Monday. Yep. So we'll have about a week left. Uh, so we're going to be in the stretch run, people. Uh, you know, go to the site, check it out. Pull out your wallets or your PayPal's. We don't do uh, WIC checks. EBP <laughs> cards They will not work on Kickstarter.
0: No MetroCard, though.
1: Yeah, no MetroCard, though. None, none of that.
0: Yeah, and then, um, that's the thing. I, a thing that people don't understand is that when folks ask us, Cause we've had a couple of people like, hey, can you guys like promote our stuff? And I was like, well, we have to like your stuff first, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was like, I, we just I don't promote people's stuff if I don't like it. And, and you guys had dope stuff, and we want cool. we want other people to hear about it and to and to sharing it. And it's not something that we just do up to a show and then stop. We're kind of we're kind of like, no, we want to see you guys grow, and and we do that for people that we actually like, and they have great games. So. You'll get it's some support it's from it's us. Really sincerely
4: appreciate it, man. It's it's flattering, honestly, all, all the time to hear just positive stuff about the game and positive reception, man. It, re- it really never gets old. So we do appreciate anything you guys can help us do.
0: Word. As long yeah. as you make a joint on uh, Atari Lynx, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> word, word, go. word. Um, so we are at our music break. Um, and I think the song that we're going to play is very fitting for both uh, the way I'm feeling. The way the show has been going, what we're trying to do with Spawn on Me, and what Decoy Games is trying to do with Swim Sanity. Uh, We're going to do that right after this message, and we'll be right back.
6: To the rescue, hipper than hatchu Then bless you, I'll be in the lab, dude My respect, dude, I should get a tattoo With a test tube, funky, that's a bad bone, that's my nephew Funky, in the bathroom, that's the restroom babe, but in the back room With the guest who's, I'll be on the avenue Making chest move. don't be getting fretful Times I get forgetful, rapping for the fresh new, whipping up fresh Yo. Beard like Moses kick it with the opposition poses the posers Thanks be going ear passing over each and every foe wake up and smell the vultures I don't want to hear how it won't work. That yeah, just mean the whole earth hasn't done their homework early on a fear, then a soul searched ugly like a gopher Figured I should go first reason why I don't curse reason why I'm sober reason I feel younger even though I'm older mm. open your eyes Shotgunning for the leg room Mendel on my fortune cookies in the bedroom Peppercat, this always always in the rec room Paparazzi boys saying rapping in they red room As soon as I check one before I even check two You ain't gotta say it once, everybody guess who I'll be putting checks up even when the rest do Ain't nobody next up, ain't nobody next to Moment that I enter, recognize the app so I'll be getting extra places like Podesta the sun People see the homeboy Then they be like, oh snap Then they be like, oh boy Shout the Japanese cats chillin' Watchin' old oh, boy people in New Orleans Chillin' he po' boy Just because I'm pro-life Don't mean I ain't pro-choice Reading Dostoevsky Don't mean I read Tolstoy Used to be had no voice You can see that's nullin' void Now to be like, I am I'ma be like, yo soy Now nah, I'm makin' big noise playing with the big boys I don't mean the big noise Me, I mean the sick Woo! These songs gon' rise oh. I'm never gonna slow, I'm never all right, slow, everybody,
0: we I'm are back. That was our music break. And we got a little controversial on the music this week. Um, because this dude is getting a lot of heat <laughs> because of all the things he has said on the internets. That was the carpenter from Homeboy Sandman, a dope <laughs> dude from the BK Borough. Um, so again, don't get mad at me. The dude is dope, don't be upset, and the track is dope, so we'll figure it all out. Um, if you missed out on the first half of the show, I don't know how you could because that means you downloaded it from the second side. I don't. We don't have tapes anymore. There's no auto reverse. <laughs> right. Um, but we are here. And we are joined with the uh, gents from Decoy Games again. If you guys want to intro yourselves really quick to the folks, yeah, uh, Matt,
3: founder, <laughs> and we're just gonna yell over each other. That's how <laughs> we're gonna do that? Okay. Guys, get together. We're a team.
1: We're a <laughs> unit. Right. Let's let's harmonize that. Come on.
0: All right, you got to do this like Bell Bib DeVoe. Come on, y'all. Right.
2: All right. Uh, 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 <laughs> Ahmed,
3: go ahead. They call me Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Khalil <laughs> from Decoy Games. <laughs>
4: yeah, this is Chris. <laughs>
5: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna say the 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 way that we bring people on usually is they have to drop a hot sixteen whenever they come on the show. There you go. But that that was there way better than any hot sixteen that we could have yeah. ever gotten. Um, yeah. So we're gonna that run into our, hey, word. Uh, so we're gonna run into our, <laughs> our breakdown. Um, our breakdown usually is just news from the week. Um, I don't know that guy, uh, the one who's on John Stewart, kind of stole our idea. I forgot his name. He he has his own show now. Anyway, do, random, do random reference. There? No, the John Oliver. Ah, yes. Yeah, it took our idea, and we have it, so whatever. Anyway, we're going to go into our breakdown. The first story on the breakdown is someone said that they leaked the Sony E3 lineup. What is going on with that? It seems like there's lots of stuff that supposedly is going to happen uh, on E3. I don't know how that's supposed to work. I hear what, Last Guardian business is supposed to happen. See, do you have that up? Yeah, yeah, I've got it up.
1: I've got it up. So I want to play a game called True Fronts. (laughs) So I'm going to call out a bullet point. I'm going to read a bullet point and I want you guys to tell me whether or not you believe it's something that's going to happen. True. Or if they are just blowing smoke up somebody's tail, they are fronting. So those are the true, true fronts. So here we go. Uh, Bullet point one, uncharted PS4, three minute trailer. Showcasing in-engine footage interspersed with gameplay segments, visuals are supposedly unprecedented and set a benchmark for console graphics. Summer 2015 release date. I'm so going to say true, think?
4: honestly. I as this is Chris, I'm going to I'm going to have to say true. I think Uncharted is going to be uh, is going to be something that's going to really help carry that that kickoff of the platform. So I'm going to say true.
1: Okay, that's I'm going to
4: say I'm going to say half true. I think they will
3: show Uncharted. I think it will be all visual, no gameplay, even though they'll say it's gameplay. We'll find out a year later that it's all just cinematics (laughs) and you can't really do that stuff when you get your hands on the game. But I do think Uncharted, um, as Chris said, is like the perfect game to kick off uh, ps 4 E3. Hopefully, they'll also show the Vita version as well.
2: Yeah, but Naughty Dog usually uses their in-game gameplay engine for most of their scene stuff so i'd say it would probably be gameplay and didn't i didn't one of their uh either their composer or some actor or something said that they were already working on the game so i i think that's definitely true
0: as as That, well, that
1: true. dude's probably already gone because everybody's going to Naughty dog yeah i was going to say Everyone's gone.
0: i was going to yeah. say uh one i would like to know how bitter ahmed sounded when he gave his answer right. <laughs> he was like they don't use that real nonsense <laughs> real game uh, yeah so if anyone is left at Naughty Dog by the time E3 hits I will say it is sh- true I'll say true okay. it'll be in engine but it won't it'll be like really small snippets of stuff
1: right alright well I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Khalil and basically say they're truly fronting uh, because it will be it will be in engine footage but because their engine is beautiful but when the game finally comes out in maybe November 2015, most likely spring of 2016, um, then what you will what you will actually be able to play will be completely different from what you'll see at E3 this year. Don't
3: don't fall for it. That's the E3 trick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Next up, Media Molecule's new title will be a landmark title for Morpheus. Morpheus. 3D world uh, building, beautiful, quirky visuals, extremely creative and fun, possibly related to the Entwine trademark filed last week by SCE, late 2015.
0: Hmm, Chris, go.
4: I got nothing to go off of on that one. I'm not even going to try and front on you guys, so I'm going to say
0: pass. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i like how you just adding new options to stuff right right exactly <laughs> khalil
3: well i mean this one's interesting right because i mean like unlike the last one with uncharted we don't have anything to go off of so there's really i mean I'm, i haven't heard anything from media molecule in a while so i'm assuming they're going to show, show something new this is a uh, an unknown title so i'm going to say true just to keep everyone honest
1: okay
2: Uh, uh right, next up who's up I'm up. Um, i say it's true. They got to show something with Morpheus, and I think Media Molecule is a good one to go to, so I'm going to say true.
0: Ka. I think it's true because I remember there was a demo that they used when they sculpted things in clay on stage with a move controller. Right. I remember that some years back, and I remember that that looked pretty dope. People were kind of hyped for it, but it didn't really seem like people wanted that game, so I'll say true.
1: Yeah. All right. I'm gonna say true. Also, uh, you know, every E3, there seems to be some kind of weird, whimsical um, video from Media Molecule that doesn't isn't really tied to anything. So yeah, why not? All right. Next up, Gran Turismo 6 is coming to PS4, at 1080p and 60 frames per second. Repackaged title in the vein of Gran Turismo 7 Prologue stunning visuals extra features social connectivity new tracks dlc etc coming mid to late 2015.
3: i got this uh All i'm right. gonna say this is khalil i'm gonna say right. true because what? what's the what's the hey hold on a second what's <laughs> the what's the best type of game to show when you're trying to show the new visuals for the next consoles you're exactly. absolutely correct. racing games so they would make sure this is a focus to make sure this is ready to go for e3 um you see you see that honestly every single time there is a new you know new line of consoles, they show off some really flashy racing game. And what other what what other better than Gran Turismo?
2: I'm just gonna cut you off right now. Um, <laughs> finished,
5: so you yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me
2: let me let me let me just lay this down. Um, so Gran Turismo, what haven't they fronted in the last ten years? Like they oh, haven't man. front anything out on time or what they were supposed to put out. This so a I'm
3: release say that's date. A front. it's a demo, not a release date.
1: I don't care what it is. No, they said it's coming late uh, mid to late 2015. Oh, okay. mid to
4: late 2015, huh?
1: Yeah, more like two.
4: I, I I'm going to say yeah, I'm going to uh I'm going to have to say that front and in terms of the uh in terms of the release date, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the title. I mean, Gran Turismo was something. It's actually one of my favorite franchises. My uh my roommate actually currently, me and him kind of spent I think it was like over a year just playing every single race in Gran Turismo 3 and like Really, really, really love that genre. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Gran Turismo Six making, making way.
0: Word. Okay. Ka. I'm, I'm gonna say, fuck Gran Turismo Project Cars <laughs> is the shit. <laughs> Mic drop and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say they're truly fronting. Um, GT6, uh,
1: you know, I, I, am gonna, I'm gonna get a shitstorm for this one. But GT6 on the PS3 looked like ass. It looked yeah. like straight ass. Um, they were. I'm sure there will be some Gran Turismo. Actually, you know what? I'm taking that back. They are straight up fronting. I don't even think that the (laughs) GT6 will be announced. Like maybe they'll show a logo at E3 at the press conference, but I don't think they're going to do anything with Gran Turismo at E3 because they've got Project Cars and Drive Club that they need to talk about. Mm. So, and I don't think that game, I don't think a Gran Turismo game is going to come out uh until 2016 at the earliest i I bet you especially
0: the next gran turismo game comes out when the last guardian comes out
1: there you go well you know what you you shouldn't have said that because there's just wait a second uh (laughs) you're you're foreshadowing um next next up god of war 4 teaser teaser will be present will be cg with snippets of in-engine footage Little early for reveal, but is designed to offset negativity surrounding canceled new IP and generate excitement. Also to partially offset CG announcement of Gears of War at Microsoft Presser. Late 2015 date won't, date won't be announced.
3: Uh, All this right. is cool again. I want to definitely say true to this one because right. I don't know if you guys remember recently, they just announced like the God of War uh, HD remakes and stuff um, that were supposed to be coming out, I think, for PS3 and Vita. Maybe PS4. Um, so usually, when they have HD remakes, it means they're working on a new version of that uh, whatever that uh, platform, right. whatever that game is. That's kind of what I've seen. Right. So this wouldn't surprise me at all.
1: Okay. True. All right, Ahmad.
2: Uh yeah, I think I think it's true. I mean, Gears of War usually has a pretty strong E3 presence in the past.
3: So God right. of War. God of War. God of War. Oh yeah, oh, yeah,
2: yeah. But, well, yeah. My bad. We're on,
3: it's a, it's a Sony man,
2: wrong console.
3: <laughs> no, that's what I meant. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. No, will definitely be there. That's certain. they have a strong E3 presence. So, I think they'll be there for sure.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna say it's true. It'll definitely be there. But I, I I'd be lying if I said I was in any way looking forward to it. Uh, I've never really been too hyped on the on the franchise since the initial title. I mean, the initial two actually were pretty tight, but since then, I, I don't know. I think it's gonna be somewhat of a letdown. I. I I feel like PlayStation has really, really tried to piggyback that franchise as being like one of their go-tos, and I just, I don't know, as a gamer, I don't see it. Mm, I can dig that.
2: Some um, people with p- pitchforks are going to come after your ass, man. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, yeah,
4: it's perfectly fine. I, well, once again, man, I'm typically a sports gamer, right, so it's I guess I have a little bit of a bias going there, but I've just, I don't know, never been too in love with the franchise.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love, actually, I'm really big on the franchise, but I think it's done. They need to stop making that game. So I'm hoping it's fronting, but it's probably true. It just um, reminds
4: me so much of what Devil May Cry was a couple of years ago, where it was right. like the first two to me were so awesome. And then I was like, right. dude, you guys are still doing this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's oh, the yeah. thing, though, is if they do it again, it's th- two and three went so big that I don't know where there is for them to go at this point. So if they try to do something else, it's going to look like they're trying too hard. So, uh,
1: I, I, you know, I am uh, in the same vein as Chris with this one. I, you know, I bought uh, God of War, the collection, and I kept playing through them for a little while. It was just like, all right, you know what? I'm done. Um, like, I get it. I get why people like them. But, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not my thing.
4: Right. Uh, Everybody loves a good combo button masher for sure. Right,
1: right, right. right. Every now and then. But, you know, I just, I can't play. I can't play 10 hours straight of that. I just, I just can't. And like, and you know, and then do it repeatedly over, you know, successive sequels. And it's not even like they just made three of them. There are like six of those games out. Yeah, between true. between the PSP versions, the Vita version, you know, I mean there's there's a lot of those games out. There's so,
0: so so much you can do with the angry gray man.
1: Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so so having said all of that, this is definitely true there will definitely be a, a God of War teaser trailer because it's, it's just going to be CG. And, you know, I mean, anybody can put a CG, you know, a two-minute C- CG clip together. Um, I mean, it's, that's not indicative of anything. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's almost the same as that Halo teaser that we got last year for the Xbox One. I mean, you know, who cares? Um Next up, Killstrain, trademark, is related to Siphon Filter reboot for PS4. Sony Ben working on revamping the franchise, stealth, beautiful visuals, and possible winter 2014 title. Ben finally getting to join the big boys. I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Ka first. Khalif, go ahead.
0: I don't know why people want to bring Siphon Filter back. There are so many third-person shooters that are coming out that I actually want. I don't know if I necessarily want a new one, and I don't know what they're going to do to make that in that genre different it sounds kind of pessimistic but i already have tom clancy's joint coming out and i already have like two other joints. sunset overdrive just dropped to the video whatever which we're going to talk about later but i don't know i don't know i don't see it i hope i hope it's hope it's not going to happen but it'll be nice for a new ip to drop so true Hmm, chris
4: oh man i honestly i got to go with the nostalgia factor on this one i remember sixth grade one of my fa- two of my favorite purchases were made in the same day. One of them was Siphon Filter 2, and the other purchase that I bought that day was DMX's album, and then there was X. I, remember, <laughs> I did not stop playing that game or listening to that album for a good couple weeks.
0: Damn, um, so that's, a a good, lot, that's a good really combination! Lot. That's a good yeah, combination. I,
4: I, I can't even lie. So, like, when you guys, you know, in a couple months just see me sitting there and playing this game, and I'm Oof, 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 at my computer every couple <laughs> weeks, uh,
5: it's gonna be a problem. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, Vic. All right, Khalil. Um,
3: I honestly hope not. And it's really just because, like, it's kind of what, Khal- what Khalil said is that uh, I don't think we really need it in a way. I mean, if you're going to make another third-person shooter do something original, I'm kind of tired of bringing back rebo- reboots of games just for, like, the nostalgia factor. I-, I hope the developers get a little more creative and, you know, create something new. Yo, but up, I'm also... <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm going to say this is a uh, friend, though, because... Does't this kind of come up every year a little bit like you hear whispers about it and it never actually you know comes to fruition, so yeah, I'm just gonna say another repeat of a false siphon filter- r- rumor
1: admit <laughs> you
2: guys are acting like there's too many uh third person shooters out there I mean there's too many first person shooters. I think there's still some room for some new ones, but with that said, I don't know, I do think this is probably a front. it's a little bit of a, uh uh yeah, you're you're going to get a lot of people excited, I think, if it is true. But I do feel like, yes, there's no room for more third-person shooters, but such an old third-person shooter, I am afraid it's just going to fall into like the norm of how third-person shooters are and not bring something new to the table. But hey, if they bring something new to the table for third-person shooters, I'm all for it. But I still got to say it's a slight front.
1: Okay. All right. Now, for me, you know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, Chris and I are sharing a brain. Uh, we've got similar tastes. I wasn't in sixth grade when Cypher Filter came out <laughs> and listening to DMX, but I've, I, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, I really think the same. I think I'm thinking along the same lines. There, there is a nostalgia factor that's that's uh, there. There is a nostalgia factor that run that runs deep with this, and I think the fact that. Um, They're able to, you know, games, listen, games are are more expensive than they ever been before. Right. And to be able to market a game by just saying, Hey, remember this game that that's great for the people that do remember it. And for those people that don't remember it, they can get hype off the hype of everybody else with, uh, with siphon filter. So I think it's true. Um, we're going to run through the next couple ones, and I'm, I'll uh, focus on the next one. Uh, focus on uh, a couple of really, really uh, big ones. Wipeout is coming. I think that's true. Um, I, I hope it's false. I'm not a big fan of Wipeout series. I don't know about you guys. but Nope. Uh, nope. Yeah. Um, Why did the game just me? go away? I
4: didn't <laughs> even play that game. <laughs> I Seriously. Agree. I, agree. I feel like it did a great job of going away. I mean, honestly, I feel like even now, I bet you if you go look up on Google or something like that, if you typed in Wipeout, you probably wouldn't even catch that game. You'd start to see a bunch of stuff from, like, uh, that crazy television show and whatnot, like the American version of MXC or whatever.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see. What do, what do we got? Uh, Guerrilla Games. Well, there's there's going to be a stage demo of The Order 1886. I mean, that's guaranteed. They've been talking about that game forever. Um that's not controversial at all. Um Guerrilla Games is gonna bring an RPG to E three. Provocative setting, very interesting, insane visuals, good reaction to the title as expected. Will please the hardcore. I don't even know what that means. You guys think Gorilla <laughs> Games is gonna be there on the stage? They just
0: said RPG and please the hardcore, they're lying. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guerrilla Games doing an RPG. Right. That's, that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and then uh, two more really quick. Sony Japan Studios is debuting two titles, maybe even three. Project Beast, Spiritual Success of the Demon's Souls, uh, guaranteed. And the other is uh, the aforementioned Last Guardian. Oh boy. Retool for PS4, possible winter 2014.
0: F that game. Nah.
1: <laughs> uh Please. Uh, <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Go <laughs>
0: for it.
1: <laughs>
4: Honestly, I, yeah, I can't I can't give you nothing on this one. Actually. I've never even never even gotten involved with the, with the uh, with that franchise. So I'm gonna I'll have to pass take, on this. One.
2: I'll take this one. And I'm just All gonna right. say this. The New York Knicks will win a title before
4: the last <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! So next year,
1: next year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, know, hey. Hey.
4: Hold on. Hold on. I'm riding with you guys on this one because I actually told these boys that the Knicks are winning the title in the next three years if mellow sticks around. So.
0: Oh. 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 Boy. Man. My hair will grow back in the middle before the Knicks win the title.
3: <laughs> that should pretty much say enough for Last Guardian that we're talking more about Knicks than the Last <laughs> Guardian. <so.
0: laughs> I will. I will just add that one. One part of that story that I wanted to just do really quick the ninja the ninja theory. Um, idea of bringing heavenly sword back, I would love that. That's just okay. one thing I would love.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I skipped over that. You're right.
0: Yeah, um, I would love yeah, that.
1: So though. so this this particular this last Guardian thing is the fronting is front to ever front to front. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you guys are right. The Knicks will win a championship before the last guardian comes out. (laughs) Thank Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And there will be, there will be drive club footage at, at the show. Uh, I think this list
5: is
3: overall for me somewhat disappointing only because, um, I mean, I don't have a PS4 right now. I do have a PS Vita and this Mm -hmm. is like the third E3 in a row where they haven't really dropped any serious PS Vita news. I mean, if this list stays true,
0: you have a point. And, uh
3: yeah, I, I want like some sort of. I, I love indie games, obviously being an indie, indie developer, but I think you need to balance both indie and AAA games. Absolutely. And there's no big AAA announcements for the Vita, which is really sad because it's an awesome console.
1: Oh no! Well, you got the Borderlands. The Borderlands is being packaged. Remake. to uh, Borderlands Two. <laughs> it's a remake yeah, it's being <laughs> yeah. with with the with the system. It I, heard a,
2: I heard that game was going to be bad too. I've been hearing a little bad things about it. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't
0: things, look though. like it translates well to a smaller to to that like, control scheme. It doesn't look like it would I don't ever know. do that.
3: I, I have a Vita. I think the controls are awesome. I just don't think, um, I don't, my theory is that the cost isn't, doesn't make sense for them to put that much cost into making a game since the sales aren't going that well. Right. I think if there were enough people buying, they would definitely put the effort into doing it. Because Uncharted, the first one that came out, had really good controls. Yes. But I'm assuming it didn't sell the way they wanted it to, so they didn't really have much support for those kind of games after that.
0: I think they screwed themselves on price with that one. I agree. The Vita is one of the best best systems out right now. It's actually holding me down more than my PS4. Right. Um, but they they priced themselves out of the out of the loop with that Uncharted price that they put on that game. That was stupid.
1: You right. know you know what killed the Vita?
0: What's that? The PS. It's not the dead yet. PSP.
1: The PSP. Well, it's not no. It's not dead. It's not dead. But the reason, because everything that you guys are saying about the Vita is absolutely correct. Uh, you know, I've got a bunch of friends. I don't have a PS4. I don't even have a Vita. I don't do a lot of mobile gaming, um, but um, I, I've got a lot of friends that have an, uh, an X One and a PS4, and they are preferring their games on PS4 because they can play their games on the Vita. Um, but the problem is. The problem with the Vita is that people—they are still trying to convince people that they need this this device. And I think the problem was the PSP. The PSP was a was it a device that was supposed to be ahead of its time, but the technology was holding it back. Um, and it, you know the load times were really bad. Um, it just didn't really make a lot of sense. Technically, you couldn't you couldn't translate games from you know. The PlayStation and early PS2 over to the PSP because they didn't have dual sticks. There were, there were lots but of that, things, and I think people have been reticent to to kind of jump ship at the price point that it was at, um, because because of the bad taste that they had in their mouth for the PSP. That's a, that's, that's an interesting
3: theory. I mean, but if, if that theory is true, that's that I think it's a shame because since the Vita really corrected all those problems. That's right. true.
0: Right. Very, it's very true. Very true. Right. And well, when Swim Sanity comes out on it, then that'll that'll be that's right. Yep. <laughs> That'll move some units.
4: Hope yeah. so, right? Word.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh breakdown
1: number two, talking about how games have never been more expensive than they are right uh than they are today. Uh Destiny is rumored to cost have cost a half a billion dollars. Billion with a B. Jeez.
0: Man. That's that, that Diddy that's that Diddy money right there. Right.
1: I mean, <laughs> take that. Take that. Damn. <laughs> I mean, that shit is that shit is
0: crazy. This is my thing, though, and I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this, uh, okay. guys, is when you make a game that expensive with that long of a tail, supposedly, because remember they talked about this game being a 10-year project. Who in the help waits that long and keeps their game for that long? There'll be a new system out by the time that that game is done.
3: Right. Well, I mean, when they say that it's a, a 10-year project, it could just be, like, literally them putting up prototypes like not even developing it yet so this could just been a concept that came out ten years ago you know went away because they're what they didn't have much faith in it and they just dug uh, it up like two well, years ago
2: saying they're saying that the longevity of the game is they up. want to support like, it for 10 oh, years, for 10 years right. that that is crazy to me i don't for know what years, game has huh? ever
4: world of me, warcraft
2: okay well, true well, i mean let's say world of warcraft probably minecraft counter-strike Right. All right. So we're naming like the legendary games of all time. So (laughs)
4: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. If you spend a half a billion dollars, aren't you kind of setting your goal to be a legendary game? Right.
1: Right. I mean that, I mean, that is, that is definitely the point, isn't it?
4: I mean, mean, to to be honest, I, I, listen, I get that. It's a huge, huge price tag. And uh, yeah, I mean that the initial numbers kind of blow you away, but I don't know man I think there's I think there's some potential here I honestly think there's some potential here especially with how much they might be able to generate in revenue if they keep you know if they get a successful enough business model like like something like a World of Warcraft where they can constantly have DLC and stuff that is making the experience fresh I I don't know I don't know I'm not I'm not going to say that I'm 100% for it but I'm just not I'm not willing to count it out until I actually get my hands on something like this
0: I would, I would only add this, and this is for Chris, especially because he's a sports gamer. We have talked numerous times about sports games being less of a yearly project and being more of a platform, and I feel like if you were to say that about a Madden or a 2K and say, all right, you get this platform, and then we will just add through DLC and features oh. and things like that, we space spaced that out for 10 years. I'm there. Would, no you, would, would, that, would you be interested? For, no no way. Way.
4: For, for a sports for a sports franchise i'm there if you really no think way. about it right well hold on let me let me explain my side to this right so if you look at my, my favorite franchise in the world right is the nhl franchise been playing it for forever
1: great series
4: if you go all the way back to like a nhl 06 right it really is almost the like you're saying it's very similar it's almost the same platform and all that they've changed year to year is stuff that I could really see them updating through DLC
5: right. now you
4: know you're not changing you're not changing the jerseys you're updating the rosters you're entering maybe a new gameplay mechanic once a year so if maybe once a year you're adding a DLC package that really changes the fundamentals of gameplay right. I mean it's not like you're having to add all new maps or anything like that it's re- I don't know I I'm not I, willing to count that idea out, and and especially with where video games are headed now. I would not be surprised if Madden tries, honestly, I mean, I'm a hater of the Madden franchise. You're telling me that over the last 10 years that the Madden franchise has changed enough where you had to spend $60 every single year to purchase of course, it? Of course, that's, that's the problem with the
2: Madden franchise, though. Yeah. They don't update anything. And that's,
4: Madden, and, that's, and that's one of the most successful sports franchises yeah. there are.
1: I, I yeah, hate to have the, to be the, the, the one show. that defends Madden on this show. Oh, oh, holy God. shit. What does this show become?
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> shout out to NFL 2K5. Still the best football game. Yes.
3: yes oh, here we go. go. Oh, that's yes, why no. you can't count uh, Madden because um, they're the only one making football games. So you yep. can't even count that franchise. That, well, that's why the
0: that was the most truthful thing ever said on this show. <laughs> 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 I'm high-fiving you through the internet. Right. But coming
3: from a guy, so I play my main <laughs> game, my game, my main game is NBA Two K, right. probably the same as Chris's NHL. I've been playing NBA Two K 2K since Two K One, when Iverson was on the cover. And I, I mean, I I, I hear those complaints all the time where people are like, "Oh, the game doesn't even change from year to year, blah blah blah." Why don't they just make it an update? But that comes from people who don't understand the game of basketball. Like when I'm playing it, I can see all these little, like they they might come across as small changes to you, but they're huge to me, and right. I I could tell that they were like. Those are actually like year worth of development kind of changes. So I think it's well worth my sixty plus dollars to make those changes. And I, I know that if it was just like a DLC little tweak, add on change, they wouldn't be able to make the same gameplay changes you're seeing from year to year without making it a completely new game. So um, I think like behind the scenes, there's probably a lot more going on to those changes than you probably think. Do we? Do we? Go ahead. I'm sorry,
1: see. I was gonna say I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that because you look at a game like WoW, right? Which fundamentally. If we, you know, if we, you know, we, we strip away the subscription service and all that other stuff. Fundamentally, at its core, it's a game. You download the game. And, um, you know, you can't tell me, no one can tell me that the engine that it is the same game today that it was in 2004. Um, it doesn't play the same it doesn't look the same it is it is for all intents and purposes a brand new updated game um, so you could Theoretically sell someone a game day one and then day 3000 Go in and say all right, we've got a new engine and you've got a license your subscription is is up to date and so we're going to push down the new version of the game, version 2.0 or 3.0, or 4.0, whatever it is. And it looks fundamentally different from the version that you, that you initially purchased.
0: I would ask you this, though, and I'll pose this to the group, is WoW being what, what it is and the way that that game plays is a totally different monster than a first-person shooter. That is going to supposedly iterate upon itself over and over and over again. Hopefully, from what um uh, they want, over ten years. Okay. How do you? How in the hell do you figure that that's going to work? Especially because, you know, you, if you pick WoW. A lot of people at this point they understand that WoW is a platform. And they understand that the the actual uh, expansions are one particular thing. But that game basically has a community that talks to it, talks to each other, and they have outside influences and outside um, relationships at, so, at, at some point. Right. Do we think that that kind of gameplay in Destiny yeah. will foster that? It's got to be
3: like a. It's got to be like a Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect isn't a first-person shooter, but it has to be that kind of experience where there's a lot more going on than just like
4: the shooter elements. In my opinion. Yeah. Well,
1: Would agree? Nice. Wouldn't
4: you guys agree too that kind of even just the future of the entire industry is to move everything to digital download? Sure. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if that. So if that's the case, right? Five years from now whether you're talking about just updating whether it's a service pack whether it's whatever it's still all going to be digital and exactly. even if that means that they got to shut the servers down for like a week or two weeks and say that the game is unavailable to you i really think this is the direction we're starting to go and while destiny might be kind of pitching it and marketing it as as it's you know an update let's say to the same title they really could just be saying, listen, we know instead of doing three, four iterations of this game, we're going to call it the one iteration, really put all of our marketing and branding behind this one name. But in essence, it's really just going to be a series of digital downloads that it's a completely updated and upgraded game every time, you know, once every year or two years. And yes, in the meantime, there will probably be some smaller service packs and and DLC that it really is just an update but you know that at the end of the day it re- there there's going to be these big big downloads that are almost like the complete download of a brand new title.
1: I don't disagree. I think not. go ahead, I'm sorry. I,
2: I uh. think that that supports well on a PC platform and I think that's why all the games we named before were all PC based. I think the consoles still have a lot to catch up to do in order to support that type of that type of business model where you can basically push these downloads freely. Uh, to the game. I mean, they they still Activision and Bungie still have to go through Sony to push these you know updates freely to update people on the game and give them multiple updates like that costs money. That could cost money for them too. So those games like World of Warcraft, League of Legends, um, those games those games are going to be ten year type of games because they have that platform for it. They have full control over when to do updates, how to set their business model completely. I think doing that on a platform it's going to be tough. And I do think. I, just because it's a first-person shooter, I don't, I don't think that holds him back. I mean, I think what uh, like Daisy, I think so be like a, that's another game I think I can hold up for ten years, and but it's just, it's weird. Destiny doesn't come off to me as that type of a uh, massive multiplayer though, as much as they say. I still feel like it's still somewhat constrained.
0: That's my point too.
2: That's uh, no, I, I agree with that, and I do feel like it's somewhat constrained where it's still going to come off. Downloads can't be like DLC; they have to be more. I don't, I, it's almost like you don't even need DLC for it to last 10 years. Like, the DLC is just kind of right. extra. And I don't know if Destiny is really set up for that.
0: I, I think um, th- my last point, and I agree with that. I agree with exactly what you said. My worry is less about the size of, of the updates and the frequency of updates. It is the fact that uh, they, are, they are basically counting on gamers not being fickle for 10 years and gamers console gamers are fickle as shit yes,
2: yes. <laughs> right. they are right. fickle Absolutely. as shit new
0: game just came out oh, i gotta Absolutely. trade this bad boy in to get the new one yeah. right. right unless Ooh. unless like chris said we are in a, in a more uh digital digital uh download space and then that might change it that totally yeah. may change it
2: game GameStop controls the industry man GameStop's not gonna let that happen that's a good right, point. Right. That's well, a good
0: point. Well they're they're
1: actually GameStop is GameStop is changing. They're they realize that they they're losing market share to digital stuff. It's not as quickly as, as Microsoft and Sony may have helped, but but they're definitely starting to lose console market share in in the new generation, and they're losing some of it actually to places like Amazon and Best Buy and 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 Walmart and Target that are also doing used game sales and and uh, and are are pricing their trade-ins aggressively to uh, kind of push gamestop out of the market um my question about this particular game is and it was kind of kind of to piggyback off of what khalif was saying does anybody believe that it's going to be successful enough to justify half a billion dollars now you know to to think that you're going to to play a game or have a game or have a universe around for 10 years is is you know crazy optimistic but um if no one's around to buy it, does it really even matter? Do you guys think it will actually still be there? Mm,
5: mm,
2: that's ten years? No, I, I mean, I, it hell, could be well, two years, two
1: years. Well, you yeah, just got justify it, half a billion dollars.
4: Yeah, half a billion. Well, all right. So if we're, if we're, I mean, I'm a big numbers guy. What Halo Four did right around two hundred and something million in the first yeah. week. Right. Right. Okay so now I'm not I'm not saying that that this this you know this title is already going to carry the prestige of the Halo franchise
1: but it's from the same but, guys
4: But exactly exactly right. and Halo like I said did I think it was like 220 230 something like that in the first week so yeah are the, is there a chance that they're going to cut into their profits at first maybe but I don't think they really have anything to worry about with making a half of, I mean a half a billion back and then once that's back If if they can make if if that's what it took to make this franchise push for 10 years, think about how much money you gross in 10 years. And that's just, and that's just off title sales. Right. And then we're talking about DLC, which is, of course, that's going to cost some more money to generate. But now you're talking about, you know, you already have consumers a in your pocket and B. You're going to introduce more consumers. The more and more that your DLC starts to spread the word of that franchise, so it's, absolutely. Like, absolutely, like I said from the very beginning, I'm I'm not really willing to to kind of count this thing out, and I'm going to trust that uh, that Bungie, yeah, they're taking a bit of a risk here, but I'm going to say that that's an intelligent team that you got over there that's going to be taking a pretty uh, pretty calculated risk.
2: So I don't think actually Activision is even looking forward to try to make that all back, and I think Activisions just being Activision, meaning they. are they're spend the money because they can. And basically, <laughs> most of it is going to be off marketing, right? Like, probably, right, right, maybe right. even half that money is all marketing. So they're just trying to show, even, if, uh, they just want a game to be out there, and people will say it's one of the best games that came out. They have plenty of other titles that are going to give them profit. That's like true. We just want to put that game out there and say, you know, we're Activision. We we have Bungie under us. We just made this game. Like, I don't think it really matters. I forget that by they the, have By wildlife. the way, I have
4: to just... <laughs> I had to, I had to hit Google. So Halo Four made two hundred and twenty million dollars in one day. Mm, huh. So hey, a yeah. that's stupid. And, right. <laughs> 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 see, see, i do I do agree with you Ahmed though. And and one thing that I will say just from a business standpoint is once again is that like Ahmed said, Activision could just be kind of doing this to flex flex who they are with the the you know the unleash of both of these these consoles. It's like. If it even just cements their brand as as a developer, like as a studio, you could actually see that it trickle down into even more revenue from other titles that they release.
0: Right. I will, I will, right. End, I will end on this before we move on to the next topic. If they're going to do that, they're going to have to show me, at least me, the person who buys all their games and gives them $220 million in Halo, a lot more. Than what they showed in the first couple of snippets of snippets of gameplay they showed, Agreed, because amen. the stuff that they have showed so far is giving me the lukewarms of lukewarms. I am not excited at all yet. Agreed. Once dude picked up that little spark, three four three spark, <laughs> and threw it, I was like, "This is the same shit." Yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna yeah, have to come with needs some to stuff to be more and, than a Halo clone. Yeah, they're gonna have to come with some stuff, and I'm hoping that they do that with E3. So we'll, we'll, let's see about that. Next, right, choice, well, see. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, uh, people people like the Marvel
1: movies, and you know, some Marvel TV shows. I know you don't watch TV, Kai, but uh, the Marvel properties have really kind of crossed over, and the universe is persistent through the Marvel ga- uh, through the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Well, now they're talking about actually making it persistent through the games. Um, so I, I was actually pretty intrigued by that. Um, it was a great story by our, our friend that doesn't know it yet, Evan Narciss over at Kotaku. Um, and he, he was talking about it. And, I, I mean, personally, for me, I think this is amazing. Um, so basically what they're saying is a movie comes out, the Avengers movie comes out. Uh, the Avengers game license game comes out. The license game, instead of being completely shitty, is actually going to be really good. <laughs> and then when the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie and game come out, that you'll be able to, the the system will know that you played the previous game, and you will get content, and there'll be content that's persistent throughout the universe. Um, and maybe there are achievements that, that cross over. maybe there's some game save information and data that you'll be able to, to move from, you know, from one game to the next. And, uh, you know, personally, I think that's pretty amazing. It's um, genius. And it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to know what you guys thought of that.
3: I think the concept is really cool, but, um, I don't have a lot of faith in like movie video games. Um, like right. the game, the game has to be good first. Right, so they have to actually put the effort into getting like a real development studio to put together a good game that's not just like commercial base. Um, if they do that and they're able to implement that idea, I think that's a that's an awesome idea that all types of games should use. Um, I used to play uh, the Ratchet and Clank series a lot, and um, you know they kind of do that thing where if you played the previous games, you get a ton of extra content that a bunch of people don't have. And that went from every single game to the next one. So I mean, you only win with that kind of idea.
1: Right. Um, well, I, I guess, I guess, you know, anybody else have any feelings on that?
3: Yeah, I
2: think, well, they did come out publicly and they did say that they are waiting for an actual great developer before they put on any of these projects. So they did publicly come out and say that. I mean, I think when they say great developer, I, I do think it needs to be a major, major studio. Maybe this will be the first time they're actually going to pick someone major, but I think, I mean, it'll be definitely cool, but. <laughs> It has to be. It has to be a good developer.
3: But I mean, if you think about it, they they have to be looking over like you know the sales that Arkham City is making and being like, all right, guys, if we actually took one of one of these games really seriously, how much money could we really make off of it? You know, and if they consider that and they actually put some serious effort into those games, yeah, I'm on board. So, right.
0: is is there any development team that you specifically would like to see take that on? Hmm.
4: Yeah, Decoy Games. Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, those guys. I'm playing. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty open to it, man. But I. I guess I don't know. I'm. I I'm feel that. like I'm like the grand optimist, though. This is. I just like exciting ideas. So even if they flop, it's like there'll be other stuff to keep me happy at the time when it flops. So right, I, I can't do anything but kind of look forward to something like this. This idea is. Uh, it's pretty sweet, actually. What if Rockstar made like an open world experience? Man, don't even play with my heart right now. <laughs> like that. Uh, that would that would be over the top. I uh, and ha ah, man doesn't it frustrate the hell out of you that like some kind of crazy idea like that hasn't been tried yet because it's like so many so many people everybody is in some way into superheroes right like i don't, right. both females and males like i feel like if everybody has some kind of connection to one of these characters whether you like the whole lot of them or not it's like why not really put some kind of serious serious engine and when i say engine i don't mean development engine i just mean like put a team behind it that's really going to kind of do this thing justice and it's like you want to talk about something that could could last for 10 years yeah i mean i mean comic books and these characters have lasted for how long now it's like yeah Yeah. that's what i but that's what i'm saying like batman
3: batman's not even that game is not like a crazy idea they just made a really good batman game right and in my opinion that's probably like that's like the least that you could probably possibly do with a superhero you think about crazy like the bigger time superheroes like superman or you know i I guess talking about marvel like um a a really good x-men game you know those could be even bigger, more fun than than Batman, in my opinion.
0: Just I man- think a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Something
4: that would really would really push it far too would be like you guys are saying, or I think this is kind of where you're going, is that if they could develop a uniform, uh, kind of almost like uniform gameplay mechanics, right? Like almost like why not all agree that the Arkham Asylum and stuff that those those fighting mechanics were epic. It's like why not just use them for every single superhero <laughs> game that you're going to produce, and well. then just make Make things that are exclusive to each character, right? Right. Like exclusive to each character to create your differentiator. Like I feel like you have to build a really strong foundation with something like that. And maybe they don't have the answer yet, but I feel like that could kind of be the key to something like that success is make all the games feel like they're part of the same family first and foremost.
0: Well, Ima- imagine that combined with a Mass Effect kind of universe where you go to different and, uh, quote unquote right. planets, and each one of those is like a home base for particular characters and stuff like that. So hardware on it, mm,
2: that'd yeah,
0: be it. I'm saying, and then and then you have all that basically tie itself back in and cross platform and, cr- and cross save and all those things touch, and that would be dope. Yeah, I do no. think
2: that would be hardware exactly. would be a good one, a good company because they they know the storytelling. I like um, as far as AAA company go, I like Ubisoft Montreal. I like what they do over
0: there i like I, think, I love their art style their art style is like super on point yeah yeah they, they so come I, up with I, really interesting stuff go ahead i'm sorry I, yeah
1: yeah no no problem i got so i got two points about this so, so one one somebody was saying that you know you need to find a, an established studio um you know development house to, to go out and put put these games out there i'll just say that rocksteady nobody knew who rocksteady was and actually everyone was really scared When they heard about a Batman game, or they, you know, just kind of ambivalent about it. um, When they heard about this this uh, Batman game coming out from this from the studio called Rocksteady. Now, you know, I mean, look, the best best superhero game that's ever come out was Arkham City or Arkham Asylum, um, and then probably Arkham City after that, um, depending on you know where your preferences are. But they are the number two, one and two games, and everyone would love to have that. That type of catch, that type of lightning in the bottle, with a with a studio like Rocksteady, with a game like Batman. Now, the new Spider Man, Amazing Amazing Spider Man Two game just came out. They tried very hard to copy that Batman mechanic, and they failed pretty hard on it. Um, it's close, but you can tell like they tried, and it just didn't work. Um, it's, you know, like the, so that new Muppets movie, there was a, a group of people in, 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 uh, in Vegas called the Muppets. So that's, that's what they basically did. They made the Muppets version of, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Um, additionally, the, the other challenge to this is part of the reason that the superhero or licensed games in general are always terrible is because the game has to come out when the movie comes out right so so that means you know if it's not finished it still has to come out if it hasn't been tested it still has to come out and that's you know and that's part of the problem with these games and I, you know I was just checking out amazing spider-man 2 that's definitely the problem with this game if they had four more months with that game it would be beautiful it would be a fantastic game maybe i don't know you know i don't that's, I don't. know nah, that's, 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 that's an that's interesting point though point. but and so and so to that point Ubisoft Montreal or any any Ubisoft uh, development house would be the worst place to send that stuff if you wanted it to come out on time because that shit never comes out on time at, from Ubisoft. Nothing. You got to add six months plus, maybe eight, nine months to any Ubisoft title <laughs> with the release date. So... But yeah, I love they may
0: remember me. That's the the development cycle it's like, oh, Remember <laughs> right. you had that, right? Remember
1: this release date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I specifically said Ubisoft Montreal. I picked a certain
2: one.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, you mean you mean the development house that makes uh, Rainbow Six Patriots? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dude, too, I, too soon. I'm so. Too soon.
2: Let's, not, let's not talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rainbow it's it's, 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 it's a soap
1: point
4: for me, too. too
2: yeah. Over. Rainbow Six was my favorite franchise of all time. Like, literally, that'd be my most anticipated game if they oh, decide to get their act together. I don't know what happened, but they need to figure it out. Because the first footage of that game, by the way, I thought was amazing. <gasps> me too.
1: Amazing. Same like, amazing.
2: I was like, okay, this is about to. I thought it was going to. That felt next gen. That was the first yeah. thing. It's like, this mm-hmm. is next gen. We're going the right direction, and then some idiot—I don't know who—was like, oh, "That's just not going to be good." Like, are you kidding me? And uh, yeah. I'm just upset now. I'm not going to go to see. <laughs> right?
1: I'm out, son. I'm out. Uh, so um, this week, four really strange sports titles came out uh, by four different indie developers um and they're really really awesome um one is called hokra or hakra it's by this guy named ramiro corbetta and it's like i can't i can't even uh, we're gonna put it in the show notes you're just gonna have to watch it i can't even try to explain it this is a part of
0: the sports friends pack
1: yeah oh well it's 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 Oh yeah, they're all they're all part of the sports friend, sports friends pack. Uh, which BT Dubs, um, big shout out to Chris Waters. Um, I just won the sports friend pack, so I'll be able to play it and maybe I'll uh, share some footage or something like that. I don't know, um, but yeah, I I can't even really explain it. It's awesome though. Um, then great. yeah, then there's another one called Babari Ball. Uh, Babar, <laughs> ball. It's Bari. Ball. ball. Yeah. By, uh, Noah Sasso. This game is like, believe it or not, is like Smash with a ball. Like Smash Brothers with a ball. And all of that works together. Trust me, it works. But again, it's one of those things. I couldn't, even if I tried to explain it, it, it w- I would not do it any justice. Hold on,
0: let me give you a quick overview. Okay. So right. basically you have a platform in the middle of the screen. You have two characters and you're both fighting for a ball. There's water underneath the platform. And if you get knocked into the water, you lose a, you lose a life. And then if you get your ball into the water on the opposite side of that platform, you get a point. So it's it's basically a little bit like Pong, but add with Smash Brothers, kinds of like knock you off a platform kind of stuff. I dig it. It's dope. It's dope. It's super dope. Sports friend stuff is like ridiculously fun. If you, it's another uh, kind of everyone get in a room and and talk shit kind of stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. kind
4: of got that fusion frenzy type feel to it. Uh, has yeah. that yeah. has yeah.
0: that swim sanity kind
1: of flavor. Yeah, yet. it does have <laughs> that swim sanity kind of feel to it. Then uh, super pole riders. Uh, by Bennett Foddy. Oh, oh pause, pause,
5: pause. pause. <laughs> yeah, <right>?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: brought to you by Leisure Suit Larry, <laughs> right? Yeah, so uh, we're a,
4: we're a liberal state, but I don't know if we're already feeling that game for right. sure.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong
1: with that. Um, right. so the Super Pole Riders, it's pole vaulters, they're pole vaulters, they're two pole vaulters. Um, and then there's a, like a moat on either side and a uh, tension wire up on the top and a ball on the tension wire. And you're supposed to take your pole vault and hit the ball. And you guys are pole vaulting and you can kick it and you can hit it with your pole and do all sorts of stuff. But, you know, you're the first to three wins. Um, it's it's really crazy, um, but it, it looked like a, a hell of a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, check that out. And the last one is, is probably the one that I've heard about the most because I think the, the name is awesome, uh, is Johann Sebastian Joust by uh, Douglas Wilson.
0: Yeah. Um, so I played this at PAX East. Okay. And it, it was one of the most fun uh, experiences I've had because it's basically like uh, musical chairs with tag with move controllers. And you don't need a you don't need a television for it. It just plays basically through your PS3 or PS4, uh, and and basically uh, you have to catch a colored uh, you have to catch, oh, that's terrible. I was about to say a colored person. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Donald (laughs) Sterling has (laughs) Um, so you have to (laughs) there's a colored move controller that you have to basically is designated as the it person you have to catch that person without moving too quickly or your move controller will say that you're out so it's one of those kinds of like it's kind of almost like a performance piece art piece where you can do it in any space as long as you have your PS3 or PS4 hooked up and it's one of the best experiences I've had in a long time. That, yeah, because they yeah. play classical music also yeah, while, you, while you're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're kind of – it's 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 probably one of those things that if you had a date and you said, yo, I have this game that you want to play, so we're going to get some friends together and we're going to play this game, you'd probably get some play after playing this game because you're all close and you're all hot and sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, hey. I,
4: I got know. a buddy at work that has actually been bragging about this game for like – Probably a year now. I know he was excited about seeing it at PAX 2013. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and and I watched demos on it, and I'll I'll be honest, I, I can't say anything positive or negative, but I just didn't I didn't get it. I didn't really get what I was. <laughs> I didn't really understand what the objective. It almost looked like an interactive game of tag. It, is, it I, is. I don't know. It was it was definitely. Uh, it
0: seemed interesting. Huh? It's way harder to explain and not be actually doing it. It's one of those kinds of experiences where you have to go through the process of, of physically doing it first and then kind of getting the ideas around it, which I'm not sure if Die Geet Fabrique uh, figured that part out. If there's like a tutorial somewhere, I'm sure there has to be within the game because I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, and I guess Cicero will be able to tell us if that's the truth um, right. or, or not, but... It's one of those kinds of indie games that you see pop up out of nowhere and you're like, what the hell is this? Why are people people excited by this? But I guess it still has that same kind of flavor that you guys are talking about in Swim Sanity where you have people in a room. You can talk a bunch of crap and you can be in the same spaces while you're playing the game. You're not fixated on, on, on a screen. You're fixated on, on the other people in the room. I don't know. Are there other games like, like Sports Friends or any other games that you see in the indie space that, that give you that feeling besides Swim Sanity?
3: I don't know. It's, uh, it's funny because um, as fun as like multiplayer, you know, four player games are, the majority of games, especially any games that I see are all single player.
5: Right. Not that there's anything
3: wrong with that. I mean, single player games are also great, too. But um, yeah, and I mean, that's fun. It's kind of one of the things we found slightly unique to us when we go to a lot of these shows is we're one of the few games that have, you know, four controllers there. Especially so, four
4: players that are local play more than anything. Right, right. Like so yeah,
3: I would say no. I, I don't see a lot of it out there. I mean, Towerfall just came out, so that's uh that's obviously one that, that that's actually released right now. But um, it's definitely not the norm.
0: Right, totally. Uh, let's see. We're gonna run to the next story really quick. Yeah.
1: So oh yeah, go ahead, go for it, man.
0: Um, so Sunset Overdrive, which was debuted maybe last E three, last gonna... E three, last E three. Uh, Ted Price came out on stage. He was like, "Yo, what up, Insomniac." I have a game to show you and it's not <laughs> Resistance. And we were like, what the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? And
1: it's and it's not for Sony. And, it's,
0: and not it's not for Sony. And they were like, nah, you're bugging out. And then he showed a couple of snippets of some uh, screenshots of Sunset Overdrive and then it went dark. No one heard anything about it. No one saw anything about it until today. Um, yeah. So they threw up a trailer. They threw up two trailers actually. One was a first look uh, kind of overview trailer uh and the second one was, was was just a straight gameplay trailer it looked a little bit not janky but it looked a little bit maybe like uh. it looked early it looks it's super it's alpha it's alpha right now but it didn't look um like the way they captured it it wasn't uh done in a, in a in a i guess a cinematic way I, sh- I should say uh but the first trailer was pretty damn dope especially if you like ratchet and clank or if you like right. jet set radio or if you like right. Uh, infamous Two and in the grinding system we kind of wrote about that earlier today on the small point blog uh, but did you guys uh, have a chance to see any of those trailers today
4: yeah i was i was loving the overview trailer to be perfectly honest with you guys i thought it was i thought it looked incredible it looked just like something fresh like a really cool yeah. fresh idea and and once again back to my whole like love for street style art and whatnot you know, they, they killed it with that art style, man. I don't care what anybody says about the game afterwards. What they what they did and, like, kind of the risk that they took as artists with that game is uh, is definitely something that I thought was really awesome. Hmm. Yeah, um, I thought it—I think visually it looks really great. Um,
3: I'm curious to see how it plays because I'm not sure if the game knows exactly what it is yet, gameplay-wise. That's a good point. There's, there's a lot going on there. Um, and then just from an Insomniac standpoint, uh, I think they need this game because— um, if you have actually played any of their last few titles, like the last few action of Clank games have been somewhat of a letdown as far as Insomniac standards go. Um, the last few Resistance games were okay, and I think they really need, uh, I mean, I can't say a huge game to put them on the map because, I mean, they're on the map. But for people who are actually hardcore Insomniac fans, I think uh, they could use something a little bit fresh, and this definitely seems to be that fresh title.
2: Yeah, when I saw it, the first thing I saw, thought was Jack Ryan Radio. I was a huge fan of that game. Um, but no, I think this is going to be great. I read Insomniac, the way they do the weapons with Ratchet and Clank, they brought it right back into this game. I'm curious to see um, the challenge of it because through the overview, it just seemed like you were. I mean, the guy just looked almost unstoppable. At least through the regular parts of the gameplay, he's kind of just grinding through and taking out everything. So I mean, the boss battles definitely look like your standard boss battle. So I'm curious to see where the the challenges kind of from level to level. Is it clear all enemies? Is it go point A to point B? So I'm curious to see how that is. I'm sure they'll they'll uh, do something awesome, but now I think this is going to be one of those really good games.
0: I think if they combine, because I think that that world is so open and the the. The verticality in the in the levels seem to be something where fights are going to be taking place on multiple levels and mul- multiple aspects of the game space. So it's it gives you a lot of room to play around and say, okay, we can do what Killzone kind of done kind of did with their uh, Warzone mode, where it basically switches every couple of, of of minutes, where you switch from one game mode to another. Um, the art style was really really dope. It was super vibrant. I hadn't seen anything that looked like that in a long time and I thought when I saw it I said, "Okay, finally Xbox has a title that I'm going to maybe possibly go buy a system for." Hmm. It feels like that wow. may be their system selling uh game to show uh at E3. How did they make that exclusive? That is
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, so the thing the thing that Microsoft really went ahead and did and they were they were uh, full steam ahead with when, it, when it came to this was making sure that they had the money to guarantee exclusives. Because, I mean, if there was anything, there was any reason that people preferred the PlayStation over the Xbox last gen was the exclusives. Hands down, the PlayStation had the more compelling exclusives. Um, and, and the last gen, and I think it's being reversed this time around. And you, when you sit back and you look at the exclusives, uh, you look at Titanfall, you look at Quantum Break, you look at Sunset Overdrive. There are lots of games now on the on the Xbox side that that really get me excited. New, you know, there are lots of new IP that get me excited on the Xbox side versus uh, you know retreads of of past successful IP on the, on the Sony side. Um, so, they, you know, money talks and, and insomniac walks. So, so
2: my, my question on that, or my mm-hmm. comment, is you, you have a good point. That last gen, clearly, I'd say PS3 had the more uh, exclusives and Xbox right. 360 didn't. Right. And i they probably say Xbox 360 probably won that war. Now this time around, though it's flipped, right? But PS4 is clearly winning. So, right. are exclusives actually worth it?
1: Well, we don't, we don't, we don't know yet. I mean, you know, because it it was there was a difference between you know when it comes to actual numbers of systems in households. The PS3 and the 360 are now even, even though the 360 had a one-year head start, which basically means that the PS3 sold better from the time that the PS3 came out, was released, to today, the PS3 has sold better than the 360.
4: Those Um, numbers are global or or just... Uh,
1: those those are global. global. Those are global. And if you want to talk North America, I think when it's all said and done in the next two years, there'll be more ones in North American households than will be PS4. Liar. That's, that's, kind, no,
4: of, that's I, kind of no. I, I, I
1: really talking. I really do think that.
4: Yeah, I, w- I really would have to agree. I I don't know. um That's tough. I feel I definitely feel like the you know like the Asian market, the Asia South Pacific and stuff. That market gets. Really, really, really driven with with Sony and whatnot. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I was asking uh, if those numbers were global or, or just right.
1: New. Yeah, yeah. So those are those are worldwide numbers. Um, but uh, yeah. So I mean, but so I mean that's part that's part of it. I think the 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 other part of it is that you know Microsoft you know they had hubris on one one portion of it in terms of not really understanding what the gamers. Where the the gamers' mindsets would be when it was coming, when it came down to the marketing message and the design of their console. But I think the one thing that they've got down is is the fact that they really need to focus on not bringing a quantity of games, but the quality of games that they that they actually bring in. And I think the the great thing about Sunset Overdrive is that it's such. It's a visual palette cleanser because if you look at a lot of the games that are coming out, um, a lot of the games are gritty, raw, realistic. Uh, you know, many of them are post apocalyptic. so you see lots of browns and and you know, uh, you know, some oranges, uh, lots of haze, that kind of stuff, dark reds. Sunset overdrive is bright and colorful is in your face the second you see it second that trailer starts your eyes you know your 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 pupils are stimulated because there's just so many different colors coming coming at you um so I'm I'm really you know I I'm intrigued by the fact that they're doing that the thing that I'm, I'm very very excited about with it is how they're going to integrate their looting Gun system, because that was one of the things that they really talked about was, you know, all these different guns that you're going to have that are going to be really weird and wonky and, and crazy and make you laugh. Um, additionally, it, it looks like they're adding, there's a, you know, really strong multiplayer element to the game where people can drop in and drop out in, in a way where you, you kind of just run into people Um, And, you know, it's not necessarily an instance. It's more like Journey than it is, let's say, uh, Borderlands 2. Really? Because last
3: time, uh, Grand Theft Auto promised that. I was uh, just uh, going to (laughs) say
4: that. They better do a better job than they do. I'll I'll
0: add this last point um, as, as far as the exclusivity thing. I think everyone in the industry needs to look at Titanfall and see what happened with the sales of that game and see how that, Basically didn't do what they thought it was going to do sales wise in the way that they wanted it to, you know. Bring it, it did bring people to the platform, right? But you had so many more people who wanted that to be multi platform, and then didn't get it, right? And it didn't necessarily do as well as they wanted it to to, to produce. It, I think it was still the best selling game of the month, though. Yeah, that's of the month, though. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's it's good. Like, th- they, they put that out and made it exclusive because they wanted to sell systems. And it sold some systems. But did it sell enough systems that if they went multi-plat, they would have gotten at least... Uh, uh, who did it? Activision? Activision? No, EA. EA, I'm sorry. Yeah. EA, I'm sure they were like, we could have totally doubled up on, that, on those sales if we had put that on multiple platforms. Because... Sony already had their their system out and rolling. You know what I mean. Money they talks. Already, they already had a whole bunch of people ready for that game, and once it got exclusive to uh, Xbox, then a lot of people, you know, they kind of soured on it. So I'm wondering. I was gonna if, say. Go ahead, uh, I'm sorry. No, they probably paid out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ain't no probably about it. <laughs> they got their they got their money and and that's great on the EA side of it, but right. on these on the customer. Uh, which we know EA loves their customers, they care about right, you so much. Right. Yeah. The, the popular opinion of them being able to, you know, get that game for everybody, which even if you get that money up front, it's great, but people don't necessarily look at it that way. They're like, hey, you you basically picked a side and now my system doesn't get that game for however long it takes you to make the next one.
5: Right.
0: You know, but again, human beings will still buy that shit because it's the way they do it. But... <laughs> Just another thing to think about with the Sunset Overdrive movie is because a lot of people are excited for it. That that game was shown, and everyone on the internet internet today was bugging the hell out. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was not something that people were just like, nah, that's all right. No, people were bugging the hell out. Yeah. So, well, I mean
1: the thing the thing about it is, listen, money is the way to guarantee that you own the ball and you get to take it wherever you want. And uh, speaking of having all the money and taking your ball and doing whatever you want segue Apple is allegedly (laughs) trying to buy Beats by Dre for 3.2 billion dollars again with a B
0: I just want to say that at least 3.1 of that billion dollars are all steroids (laughs) (laughs) it's all steroid money I just wanted to say it out loud so the internet understands what I'm saying yeah <laughs> but what do you guys what do you guys think about that crazy acquisition if it happens like I was uh, saying
4: to you guys kind of before the show I'm um, I just as a big hip-hop fan I'm really curious to see how much Dre makes of that 3.2 billion right. um, and back to just like a funnier conversation we were having does that mean that you know somebody can actually buy the clippers from <laughs> top <of steroids>? right. <laughs> uh, instead of having, you know, five or six rappers double up, maybe Drake could just do the thing on his own, which would be re-
0: really cool. If we can get the Wu-Tang album to come out and they all get a, get a billion. Oh, yeah. Do they be do they
4: be, do they become the Compton Clippers is what I want to know. Oh, <laughs> <my> <laughs>
0: 2015. I'm not mad at that actually. The, the but then, but wait, wait a minute. The beauty the beautiful part of that is then they can come to you and you can design the logo.
4: Right, Clippers yeah. with attitude, no doubt. That would be uh, <laughs> no That would be awesome. <laughs> oh man. No. As long as so, so it, as long a... as Kendrick As long as Kendrick Lamar is still on the uh, the upcoming promo commercial and I finally get to hear the entire cut of that track that was on the commercial they played at the Super Bowl then I'm satisfied. So. Uh, <laughs>
0: you do have a point. You do have a point.
1: Um, so the, the, there was an, there was a really, and I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember where I saw it, but a really interesting write-up about the beats company. Um, and interesting in so far that actually, uh, Dre was approached by the guys from monster, the cable company, um, that you know, not cable TV too. that make like monster cables. Yeah. Um, which, they which were are garbage approached- by the way. Well, the, well, but you know, whether they're garbage or not, they made a fortune off of selling that garbage. And I was one of those people that, that drank the Kool Aid. Um, but they they approached Dre to make these headphones and have him basically be the brand ambassador for these headphones. And him and his lawyer were able to uh, honk swag or hog swaggle them, whatever, horn swaggle them. Horn swaggle. Yeah, they were hornswoggled. Basically, they gave them they were like, "Hey, you take these beads and I'll take these beats and we'll and, and we'll keep it moving." And they said, "Yes." So, from from what I remember of this article of this thing that talked about Beats by Dre and Dr. Dre, um, he owns a lot of that company. So, he he is about to, "Yo, uh, Dre, let me hold $20." <laughs>
4: And when I say 20, I mean like 20 mils. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't, you know, we don't, we don't talk and and we don't have to add the extra zeros.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if this acquisition actually goes through. It's funny because this is like not gaming related at all, (laughs) but, but it could be, I I mean, and this is, this is what I was about to get into was the fact that we have seen, um, beats by Dre, quote unquote, implemented in a lot of cell phones, at least in the HTC versions of phones, I believe. Right. Right. And if they do some kind of collaborative effort on the new i on the new iPhone or iPad, the you know, the, the audio that comes out of your speakers right now is kind of tinny and it doesn't really have all the the, the, the sounds that you need. It doesn't have all the ten eighty Ps, yo. Nah, no Ps B. Um, <laughs> So you could have more bass in your iPhone or iPad for your games, and that would be cool. I make a lot of music on my iPhone, so that may be something that would be kind of cool in an app sort of way. So right.
2: I got an HTC One, it definitely definitely helps with the beats coming out of it. So I think it would definitely work. By the way, if this goes through, I'm reading that Dr. Dre would be the first rapper to be a billionaire. Right. Oh my lord! Wow. Right. right. Yo, honestly,
4: too, like. Oh, man, what better person to do it, too? Because I, I I don't know. I, I, don't, I ain't even going to go down that path because we can go into an hour-long discussion. But that, that would be <laughs> really cool to somebody like Dre. Um, especially, it was kind of like a lot of heat, I feel, over the last couple of years for not dropping detox. If he kind of came out and was like, ha-ha, But right. <laughs> <laughs> now, suckers, you know? Right. Right, detox these nuts, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that, would be, uh, that that would that would be pretty incredible, man. I would definitely love to see that. I want yeah. that
0: to be the uh, logo for the new Clippers if he buys it. <laughs> <laughs> detox these nuts. <laughs> oh, I would live for that. Oh my god! Uh, well, be listen,
1: listen. If this goes through, best believe that every eye device will automatically have Beats. Like that'll be a given, and any non-i device will not. And, and that'll be the given you know I mean it they're they're really gonna try and change the game and I think it and actually so they're talking about Apple is talking about releasing a new version of their Apple TV that will have a gaming component in it in it uh similar to the Amazon fire TV so I mean, there definitely could be some gaming related um Applications you know applications in. going going forward thank you very much Word. I'm I'm bad with language
0: <laughs> I, I don't know we'll see I don't I don't know exactly how or if one if it's gonna happen two, how mad Jay-z is gonna be three how that's gonna play itself out if if at all in gaming I mean what subway surfer will have more drums in the background yeah <laughs> I mean that would be dope yeah that, there you go Damn. As
2: far as Apple, just going back to Apple TV, real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I really am surprised they haven't jumped into the console war, just because. Just because I feel like it really would be a pretty easy win for them. Stay out of it. Too many, I, too many I know platforms. From a developer standpoint, you probably want to stay out of it. But you know, if they could just, they really could come up with just some. I don't know what their business plan would be, but man, if they did it right, like it just be, it would be a win right away.
1: I mean, they, they got- are. Go ahead, I'm sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no! I was just going to say they—they are standing on the sideline, um, in a double Dutch game, doing the move, like trying to get into the double Dutch, and they're just <laughs> waiting for their time to go in and jump. Um, you know, I, I, it's only a matter of time before they actually
0: uh, put
1: the—you know—throw their hat into the home gaming
0: gaming ring. I mean, we've seen what has happened with the Steam boxes so far, right? And again, I—I'm I, kind of on. What's that absolutely motherfucking nothing. <laughs> That's the problem though. It was like, right. I think it, it's like the OUYA plus the steam box. Plus if Apple ever gets their, their head out of their butts and makes something, right. it's too many platforms, too right. many things where people yeah. already have devices that they do these things on. Mm-hmm. Apple right. would, like you said, would be the best person to do it because they already have a huge install base. Everyone likes their platform. And people have been su- talking about it for a long time. But again, the worst part of getting into the into the console business is the hardware. That hardware is the worst part of that business because one, you have to then think of your controllers. We saw what happened with that Steambox controller. People hate that shit. Ouya had a terrible controller when they came out, and that kind of dissolved all their kind of push because they had that plus an Android platform. So, <laughs> so I don't know. We if Apple could do it it would be really, really hard because who's going to jump on that? You can do that on multiple devices that they already sell. Well, I mean, Apple TV sells well. So
1: if a new Apple... Listen, when a new Apple device comes out, sheep will buy it. You yeah. Know? And, and that's... I mean, that's the bottom line. So if they come out with a new Apple TV and they say, here's a, this controller that goes with it, people will buy it. And if you can play games, you know, people will buy them. Only, I mean, that's...
0: Only if, they, only if they figure out a way to combat the PlayStation Now movement, which I think is a more conceivable movement because I think people, when they talk about I, the iPhone, I'm um, sorry, the Apple platform, right. they are still talking about mobile games. There aren't a lot right. of right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, mobile games that one would translate well to controllers because we've seen what happens when you put a virtual stick on something that has a touch right. control. It's terrible. Right. It's so it's right. like you have you have a lot of hurdles to jump and if they are able to do it, and Rodney is 6-4 with Dre? Then that's dope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I well, don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really inquiring minds want to know, you know, if somebody's got a time machine, go ahead, use it. Get your 1.21 gigawatts and then come <laughs> back and let us know if it worked or not.
0: And Apple can buy us out for like $2 billion. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Just I, to, to kind of clarify,
4: too, in my, my opinion about Apple, Everybody kind of looks at them, I feel, in this country now, right? Like, for the last 5, 10 years, they're looked at it as, like, the most innovative company in America, right? That's they,
0: such a lie. And, <laughs> right,
4: and it's, and it's really, it's like, the to me, to anybody that's, like, actually involved in the tech world, like, somebody that's not just a standard everyday consumer, right. they're actually the least innovative. They just yeah. take other really beneficial ideas, and they do it the best. They exactly, like, exactly. Or, or, or at least they strive to do it the best, right? And in, and in order for a consumer-based market, they... In a lot of people's eyes, do do it the best, right? They create computers that have a lot, a lot harder times getting these pop-ups or bugs. They they make uh, you know music players that are just simple t- touch screens and whatnot. Like, and and not that that's never been done, but I just feel I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for that time where they feel like they've actually nailed down this like single system that's not the most innovative. It's just going to be done properly.
0: Yeah, the magic of Apple is the fact that they get usability well right off the bat. They they make things easy and pick up and go and things talk to each other in a way that's really really easy and they just it just works for the most part yeah and that's that's the, exactly, that's the beauty that's exactly of the Apple platform that's the beauty of the yeah. Apple platform yeah. is yeah. things it, just work right everything works unlike
1: when, when when supposed to.
4: and yeah. and you're starting to see other industries outside of just these consumer based tech gadgets are going the same route I mean even right. us like we we work in like the CRM BPM area and uh, you know there's constantly this this acronyms right now yeah so it's like business process management and uh, customer retention management Uh, okay very very just standard corporate america style programs enterprise applications and stuff but one of the things that we're starting to see in the industry is that it's just like it really does always come down to the power of your software it's like people are really looking for great usability at the end of the day like Mm you want to be able to hire really you know non-tech friendly workers and have them be able to create enterprise applications and it's like so who's going to create the nicest usability who's going to have the best ux experience you know
0: right right totally right right. totally totally right um so we are at the end of the show right um, first of all, we have got to thank you guys for being on the show. You guys are amazingly awesome. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 we had fun <laughs> we, on we the show. We had a lot of fun, guys.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, we've had a blast. I mean, anytime we get to just kind of kick back. I would say, too, it's like, uh, it's really nice to have interviews. I feel we've had a couple couple of them where we get to just kind of be ourselves. And that's uh, more important to us than anything. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. the, the three of us, you know, we're, we're a little bit cocky, I guess, and feel like we got a lot of character. But anytime we get to come on and do an interview and just like really have some fun is uh, is a great thing for us it's a great thing for decoy games so
0: right seriously i, I appreciate but, you guys coming through and shooting the shit with us it's been it's yeah. been really really fun yes um i would love it if you could share all of your information with the crew with the fans and with the audience all your social media all your websites all your links all the things in the game 2.2 million dollars from the decoy games bank account
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah when, when you get that bank account number, please tell us. Yes, <laughs> we will definitely be in a really good place. Um, but yeah, just so as far as uh, as far as social media goes, for myself, uh, you can find me on anything from Instagram to Twitter. Uh, I'm always listed as Lace L-A-C-E Luther L-U-T-H-O-R D-G, and that's for Decoy Games. So uh, nice. for any of my fellow sneaker heads out there, you know geeks people that are into games you know come follow your man i'm always uh, chirping about some kind of sports uh hip-hop culture one way or another so very dope yeah
3: so you guys can find me on facebook il khalil abdella also you can find me on xbox il khalil um as far as some sanity goes go to decoygames.com that's decoygames.com You'll find a free demo up there. It's local play. It's a ton of fun. I guarantee it. You can also find links to our Kickstarter through our website. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, what else? Am I missing anything? Yeah, honestly, just search decoygames.com. And you guys will find the free demo and the Kickstarter as well. And, you know, if you like the game, um, first let us know because we, we always like to hear. It. Also, if you don't like the game, let us know, too. We'd like to hear that, too. But, um, and also let let your friends know, you know, let your friends know about some Sandy. We're trying to spread this out as much as possible. So you know, go enjoy the game, go play with some friends, have a good time. Um, give us whatever support that you guys can, and we'll we'll give it right back to you, you know, tenfold.
2: Yeah, definitely uh, spread the word. And one thing about us too, we, we make, take a lot of pride in being able to contact the fans and always be interact with them. So feel free, feel free to contact us anytime. Like we really will get back to you pretty much asap. And whatever questions you guys have. Whether it's about swim sanity, whether it's about development, um, just anything. If you need advice or if you guys just are asking about anything, like we're we're always willing to to talk to everybody. So so yeah, definitely contact us like he said, Facebook, um, Twitter, or Decoy Games, Swim Sanity, Google it, you'll find something, get to us and we'll be there.
0: Word. Cicero, what are, you, what is your social media business? Uh, you know,
1: if you don't know by now, I am at Stubby Stan on the Twitters. I am at Stubby Stan on Instagram. I actually have started using Instagram. The old guy is on there now. So, uh, check me out there. Follow me. Um, and then, uh, you can email us at, uh, Cicero Holmes at the Spawn Point Khalif at the, or no, Cicero at the Spawn Point Khalif at the Spawn Point Feedback at the spawnpointblog.com. Mad find us on-
0: URLs B. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> find, us, find us on Facebook um, at uh, the Spawnpoint Gaming blog. Find us on iTunes at Spawn on Me and Stitcher Radio and any other place that you will listen to your wonderful podcasts. Uh, Cobb, why don't you hit them with the rest of it?
0: I don't have anything. No, I'm just joking. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Kins is the personal one. Spawn Point blog, like you said, is the show one. Spawn on Me is the Twitter one. Uh, let's see. We'll see. We're on Google+, everything, social media, plus Instagram at the Spawn Point blog. And all that good stuff, man. So, we are everywhere and nowhere at once. So, we're trying to yeah. be all up in your face and having dope developers like the cats from Decoy Games on our show. Again, I'm extremely hyped for you guys. I'm extremely hyped for Swim Sanity. I want to play it. We're, we're going to do a review at some point whenever whenever it comes out, at some point whenever we get a chance to touch it, because uh, I'm sure it's going to come out in some form or fashion. So we are really excited for you guys to be able to put that out into the world and share it with yeah. everybody. And yeah. we want to thank you guys for being on the show. You guys were awesome. Yeah,
4: yeah thank amazing. you again for everything, man. Yeah. You guys have a wonderful night, and uh, you know we'll definitely be back, because... Uh, uh, we got we got some more stuff to argue about, for sure. Please. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, please. Definitely. We didn't
0: even touch Definitely. basketball, really.
4: <laughs> yes. Beat <laughs> no. yes. one by oh, 12, yes. by the way. So, uh, oh,
0: Darren Williams, 0 for, 0 for 9,
4: Darren Williams.
0: Well, he has okay, a bum okay. knee anyway and a bum ankle, and he's a bum. <laughs>
4: He's a bum a, all around, yeah. I was about to
0: say in a bum game. Yeah. A bum game and a bum hairline <laughs> and all that <laughs> stuff. Oh my goodness. So again, this has been the Spawn on Me Cast. This is episode 13. We are joined with Decor Games and we are out of here, and we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye everybody. Later, bye later, y'all. Peace. Peace.